Otto. Oh, you look great. And you, my darling, I could sell you. <laughs> Let me tell you what the going rate is. Let's rock. Thanks, Dad. Can I get a woman? No Man Presents, live from the Nudie Bar, the Married with Children Podcast. And here are your hosts, Jerry, Justin, and Al. Hey guys, the day has come, here we are, the Season finale of Married with Children Season 2 is upon us. Wow. We started this show the first week of 2017, and we are already at the end of Season 2. My name is Al, and I am joined by the guy who is the fourth triplet, Jerry. What's up, man? Uh, I don't even know what to say to that. Because Otto's supposed to be the fourth triplet. Are you saying I'm Otto? Wait a second. <laughs> and I'm also joined by the guy who is wondering why a man can not be a florist and get some respect. Justin, what's up, bro? What is a florist? Is that like a flower person? Yeah, like they have a flower shop. They sell flowers. Oh. They take care of flowers and all that kind of stuff. There's actually some decent money in it. Well, but they do have a point there. Yeah. It's like being a, a chef. I'd rather be a man. <laughs> so uh, this is called All in the Family, of course. That is a play off of the show, All in the Family. Now, I've, I've spoken about strange and bizarre coincidences that happen on a weekly basis in my life. Uh, some more bizarre than others. And, you know, for there's a couple non-believers out there. I got into it way more on my horror podcast, The Skeleton Crew, but... Uh, you know, I did mention how when we recorded Build a Better Mouse Trap, how I found a dead mouse uh, in my shop that morning before we recorded. So, uh, another bizarre coincidence here. Labor Day weekend has just passed. We just had a three-day weekend, and guess what? So has your favorite TV lowlife, Al Bundy, in this episode. What timing. We just had a three-day weekend, and now we're going to review an episode where Al has a three-day weekend. Wow. The scenario here is that Al's quiet three-day weekend plans to watch his favorite John Wayne movie, Hondo, are ruined when Peggy's eccentric relatives come to visit the Bundy household. Peg is uh, her maiden name. I don't know if we ever brought it up yet. I'm sure we did. It's Wanker. Her name is Peggy Wanker. And a wanker uh, is people in um, England. A wanker. Is that somebody who's like a jerk off? Yeah. Okay. Same thing. Yeah. So <laughs> that's that's her name. And Wanker County is this like mysterious. Uh, like, I guess they're painting Peg to be like a hillbilly inbred type uh person who's like her her mom and dad are probably like brother and sister like did her parents move out of wanker so she could go to a high school in the same place as al or wow 
I don't know. And how far do they travel to get to Chicago? Because obviously, I feel like uh, Peggy's bombs have been pretty big for a long time. So, because Al seems to have always known her as big. Right. Well, she's so big, she sleeps in three beds and the triplets sleep in one. Yeah, and she travels in a, in a horse trailer. You know what? Maybe I don't, I don't even want to get into that rabbit hole. Let's just keep going. I don't want to go into that. That's, that's too much for me to handle. Yeah. Um, much like his mom. So, uh, this episode is written by, uh, Marcy Vosberg, Sandy Sprung, and that's it. And it's directed by Linda Day, who is always at the helm, seemingly. Peg, you were great last night. You did what every man dreams his wife will do. You were asleep before I got home and you were out of bed before I woke up. (laughs) How can I ever thank you? You could stop eating beans before bed. (laughs) Hey, what's all this? I get breakfast, too. Oh, Peg! (laughs) Bring it on! (laughs) Ooh, spices, too! Do the kids know about this? No. Good, bring it on. Uh, Al, honey? Yes, sweetheart? Uh, Before I serve you, I I have some great news. Oprah Winfrey finally exploded? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no, Al. But that's so funny. You're just the greatest. (laughs) Who's coming to stay with us, Peg? Uh, Just my mother. No. And my uncles, Irwin and Otto. No, no. And the wanker triplets. No, no, no. Oh, but Al, they're my aunts. They're no trouble. Hey, God only knows how old they are, and they sleep in the same bed. (laughs) It's amazing. The triplets sleep in one bed, and your mother sleeps in three. Well, honey, they'll only stay for an undetermined period of time. Peg, now this is the first three-day weekend I've had in a year. It's not like I'm going to have a good time. You and the kids are going to be there. Not the wanker wagon from Milwaukee, Peg. Please, not that. Hondo's going to be on this weekend. Now, that's some of the Duke's best work. It's never on TV. I got a blank tape already. I want to watch Hondo, Peg. I want a clean tape of Hondo. No one is going to interrupt you watching Hondo. Remember when they were here last year, Shane was on? Just before it came on, Uncle Otto bet Uncle Irwin he couldn't stick his head through the TV. I didn't see Shane that year, Peg. Well, I know, Al, but you saw the end from the emergency room. Come back, Shane. Shane, goodbye, Shane. That's all I saw, Peg. Yeah, the family comes over. They're from... They're, oh, Milwaukee. So how far is Milwaukee from Chicago? It's, it's like two hours away, because I'm pretty sure that Jeremy goes there sometimes. Oh, to Wanker County? Not to Milwaukee, but to, to Wisconsin. Okay. No, I'm pretty sure Jeremy's from Winker County. Oh, probably. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so they they come in and visit. Uh, Otto is like a like a flamboyant. A gay showman. Yeah, I guess he's gay. I mean, they don't really make that completely clear. Um, he's also like a he's a, a pimp because he sells women he told kelly you look good enough to i could sell you or something like that yeah i like at first i was like oh he's kind of like the ringmaster he's the showman he's the leader but it just started getting really creepy but then i was like i I did later on he starts talking about how much money he makes off of the 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 triplets and he gives two different prices during two like 
Amazing. At Carnival's Beer Fest, last month they worked regular and cleared a neat $88.50. Don't tell the IRS. Now something's happened that's threatened the act. They face the audience? <laughs> Elena, tell him what you want to do. I want to marry. If Elena gets married, the triplets will be torn asunder. And worse, if she goes on a honeymoon, we'll lose 17 gigs. That's $34 in change. Interest will wane. Oh, my God, the public will forget. It happens. Look at Glenn Campbell. <laughs> so how does that make... The, like That math is not quite right there, Otto. Wait, how many shows did they say they would miss? 17 Uh, for the honeymoon. Yeah, like... So they they do a shit ton of shows a day then. I guess so. But, I mean, like, it doesn't really make sense. And and it could just be Otto just, like, you know, throwing whatever number comes out. Because in that area, who really cares? Like, at first, he's just trying to sound impressive. and, and, And at the same time, it's like, they're wankers. Can I really sit here and start getting on him for not doing math correctly? Right. Well... The actor's name is James Gypsy Hack, uh, H-A-A-K-E, Hake, I don't know. Uh, he's known for To Be or Not to Be from 1983, The Morning After 1986, and Troop Beverly Hills 1989. And he he started acting in uh, 1983, and he stopped in 94, and the last role he played was a transvestite. So mm. this guy is no stranger uh, to the flamboyant. And he, he was not supposed to play this role. I'm sure y'all noticed at the end of the episode where it said, in memory of Divine. Yeah. Divine was a, a, a famed drag queen, uh, appeared in a lot of John Water movies. She was, a, she was hired to play Otto for a reoccurring character on the show, but literally died the day before filming of this episode. Really? Yes. Huh. So I got to give it to, to the actor who played Otto. He obviously got last minute notice, came in, and still killed it. Right. Did you guys notice the scene where they're singing? Right. I mean, I and saw it. What do you they're think? like, they're like, all the guys. And then he doesn't oh, sing. Yeah. And then they're like, all the ladies. And then he's singing with them. Ah. Yeah, that was pretty funny. I have I have that written down. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean he's uh he's an interesting character and he did he definitely did great uh for this for this role. So that's good. Did either one of y'all have well I let me ask this to you, JP. JP, at the beginning of this episode, there's mm-hmm. pots on the stove, Al's in a good mood. At what did did you like fully expect that there was something wrong here? I mean, I, I figured it couldn't last. Yeah, something <laughs> doesn't add up. Yeah. <laughs> it's I, like, I know that this show it. isn't about this. Yeah, I was watching. I'm like, there's pots that look unused on the stove. And maybe it's because I like start paying like really close attention to the openings. Yeah. Because I feel like there's always something in the opening that kind of sets up the tone for this episode. Or it sets up someone's motivation. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, something's not right here. He's thanking her for being in bed asleep before he got home and out of bed before he woke up. There's breakfast coming. There's spices. He gets salt and pepper. And then, of course, she breaks it to him that her family's coming. Yeah, it's a fake breakfast. Um, and, he, and yeah, the family's coming, and there's nothing Al could do about it because she already invited him. So uh, she has this, like, family, and there's triplets in it, and 
they're play they're actually real people. Uh, Millie Del Rubio, Elena, and Edie, and I think that's the names they used on the show too. They're the Del Rubio triplets. I I don't know if like they're a real act or whatever, but she was uh like the one um uh, Millie Del Rubio, I guess. She's dead now. She died in 2011, but she was in like Pee Wee's Christmas Special, Mother Goose, Twin Sisters. She was in Full House. Like the Golden Girls, like these people are actual actresses and I guess singers. Like I don't know if they actually have a a whole thing where they like play in circuses or like whatever they do. It seems like country bumpkin, but um, <laughs> it's it's odd. And the last person worth mentioning is uh, the most famous, obviously, in this whole thing. And it's weird because uh, his name is King Kong Bundy, so he's the perfect person to be a Bundy. Oh, I've got a fun fact for you. What's that? The Bundys are named after him. The show creators admitted they named the Bundys after King Kong Bundy. Oh, and King Kong Bundy, uh, his original name was Big Daddy Bundy. And uh, Bundy, and he, that Bundy is for Ted Bundy, the serial killer. Wow. They they wanted him so to have damn a... damn it. They weren't... So, so no matter how you look at it... My original theory that they were named after Ted Bundy is kind of true because yes, Ted Bundy. Bundy, King Kong Bundy was named after Ted Bundy, who was na- who yeah. who Al Bundy is named after King Kong and, Bundy. Oh, JP, you know how in the last episode you pointed out that people come back and play different characters? Yeah. Later on in, in the series, uh, King Kong Bundy comes back to play himself, King Kong Bundy, right. not – Shit. not the not the brother yeah that's that's <laughs> weird and you know you have to just like you know suspend disbelief and whatever but it is odd that he he got to be like a real character and then he was just reduced to well dude what are we gonna do with him i don't know just have him wrestle yeah do they do they not like ongoing do they not show peggy's family as much like once again they got around not showing her mom Right. But do her brother and her brothers and sisters never show back up in this series? No, never again. See, really? Oh, I okay. hate that, man, because to me, it's like, OK, if you're going to go like this is the, the problem with going so over the top with the family members is that it seems impossible to bring them back. And yeah, I was. Going I hate that, that in sitcoms. I hate that. It always bugs me. Like I. Like, it seems like all the time, like, somebody, oh, that's your uh, Uncle Slim Jim or something, you know? And it's like, it, like, you never see that guy again because he's so weird. But, like, yeah. I wish that they would. Like, why couldn't I, King Kong Bundy be on the show? Like, you ever watch Boy Meets World with Van Vader? No. <laughs> he's, all, he's, all, he's like this Frankie Stacchino's dad, and he, like, all, he always appears. Yeah. Like, a few times, you know what I mean? Um, but... I don't like that they went so over the top with the the family members, honestly. I agree also. That's actually one of my complaints. And it's only because I was just I had I'm in the same boat as JP. I was just like, how do they bring them back? How do they incorporate this again? Like I feel like they went too over the top to make the episode funny. And I think in the long run, us the viewers pay for it. I think they could have came back and we could have been dealt with more of their antics, you know. Uh, I, I, apparently, do the, you really the like their antics, though? Yeah, I think uh, Otto and Irwin are great characters. I think King Kong Bundy is. I don't really care about the triplets or the other dude. You know what? I liked Otto. I thought Otto was funny and I didn't care about the others. Yeah. I guess there's something for everyone. Yeah, because King Kong Bundy was a little bland. 
and the the triplets they're 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 there for the plot device but Otto at least had some really funny lines to me and Otto felt lived in yeah I, I would agree with that he just came off a little weird to me <laughs> oh well, he, I think that's on purpose um yeah. but hey before we move on from King Kong Bundy I do want to give a little background information on him yes which okay he's known as a as a big time wrestler but he actually is not as big as as I think people think he is. He did appear in like three WrestleManias. Dude, he headlined WrestleMania two. Yeah, but yeah, WrestleMania which is a pretty big deal. It's a huge deal in wrestling. No, because WrestleMania didn't get big until WrestleMania three. Yeah, but don't matter. The first two were kind of really small. Um, but even then, both his like he had three WrestleMania appearances, lost all three. Uh, WrestleMania two, he had his he was in the main event against Hulk Hogan, right, and of lost. Course. It was a steel cage match. Yeah, it was a steel cage match. I'm just saying, like, it's not as I don't know. I felt like King Kong Bundy was a bigger name in wrestling. Well, he he is what he is, right? He's he's in the era where they need a big villain right. for I, your big hero to go up against. Right, Hogan would be nothing without these battles. He fit his role. Oh uh, no, he, he didn't. He Hulk Hogan didn't get any fame off Bundy. Hogan got fame <laughs> off of Bundy's killer in the series, which is. Uh, Andre the Giant because Andre because Bundy and Andre the Giant had actually a feud going on too, but Bundy almost always lost because, but that's like the only time Bundy had to go against someone that was bigger than him. And I think if Andre had never came around, Bundy would have been a much bigger name. Well, Andre was undefeated. Yeah, but you're simplifying a lot of it. Like Andre was undefeated, and Bundy had a feud. He was he was always teamed up with Big John Studd. They were like the evil team. Then it was Hogan always teamed up with Andre, and they always had tag team matches that were legendary. You can't be great without a great villain. You need an antagonist and a protagonist. You can't. It doesn't matter. Like Batman wouldn't be anything without the Joker. I, agree. I don't think it's, anybody's putting King Kong Bundy up there with Hulk Hogan and the Undertaker and those no. guys. That's my point. Is he he honestly got more just brought down as a jobber with a better name? He like I don't think it's fair to say the Batman and Joker fairs. This is more like the Batman and okay, Batman and Roddy Piper. I mean, uh, <laughs> Hogan and Roddy what? Piper. Uh, never mind. Yeah, I'm, like maybe not. Even, I, no, Roddy Piper's even bigger name than him. Yeah, yeah he I is. Think. No, I because I, I, I messed everything up. Never mind. <laughs> my, my point is, my whole point is, is that I thought Bundy was a much bigger character, much more influential into wrestling than he actually was. He even got traded around between a lot of the like staple families who do all the manager. Like, and I, I was reading about it today. I was like, man, I really thought he was bigger than this. Um, he did come back for WrestleMania 11, but he lost to the Undertaker. He was Undertaker's fourth victim. Um, in his long running, yeah, he was the king streak. of the five count. He used to do a, a avalanche and a splash, and he would pin you and count to five instead of three. He started that before he joined WWF. They let him do it for a little bit of WWF, and then they took it away from him. Like that's a pretty cool gimmick. It, I didn't even know about that. Yeah. I, I'm kind of that WWF took it away from him. That's brilliant. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. I I just think he ended up getting overshadowed. By other people, and but he did go on to ha- win a lot of titles in independent right. wrestling, and he also dropped an elbow on a midget in WrestleMania three in front of ninety three thousand plus. <laughs> okay. It was a tag team match. He was going against P- 
Hillbilly Jim, and they both had two midgets with them. And yes. supposedly the midgets were supposed to fight each other, and whenever they tagged the bigger guy, the other midget was allowed to run back and tag their big guy. <laughs> but when the one tagged, Bundy like kept him in or something. He, he slammed him and then dropped <laughs> yes. an elbow, and he was disqualified. It was amazing. But let's also talk about the more important fact about that story is that he thought he was the reason the midget died because the midget died. Not that day. He he died like later, but he thought it was because of chest complications from getting the elbow. But it was ruled that it was not from that. It was from not pneumonia. It was something else. But um, he actually thought he killed the midget. Oh, geez. that was him. He he thought that he killed that person, and it was something that grieved him for a long time. But he did wrestle for a long time. He stayed in independent wrestling for oh ever ever like into the two thousands. Right forever so so yes i just want to drop that and he was in some other movies but honestly he's still alive right oh yeah yes yeah, he's still alive but nothing nothing bigger than uh well can you name at least two movies i'd like to see them actually uh he was in a movie with richard Pryor, and i can't think of the name of it now okay well if you come up with it let me know so uh yeah, so the mom is on her way there of course thank god is played by nobody because it's her mom is better off imagined than seen. Yeah, I'm a hundred percent with you on that. I'm glad that they haven't. Yeah, and I don't know if they ever do, but I almost like the mom being like in the silhouette, like just what we know of her. You right. know what I mean? It's awesome. I don't want to. Yeah. Hey, wait, Alex. Am I? Did I write my notes wrong? When uh, Peggy's telling Al who's coming over. He says, she says, my mom, my uncles, and my three aunts. But later on, don't they get called her brothers? That I didn't notice or focus on. Who's coming to stay with us, Peg? Uh, just my mother. No. And my uncles, Irwin and Otto. No, no. And the wanker triplets. No, no, no. See, I, in my memory... I thought I thought at least one of them was her brother. Like I don't know where I'm pulling yeah, that from. Brother before. Assumed it. Yeah. yeah. Huh. So uh, Peg's mom is so big that she has to be transported in a horse trailer, which is insanely embarrassing. I mean, no wonder why she never leaves the house. And Al caused this. Anybody else like picture like Gilbert Grape? Yeah, pretty yeah, when much. They talk about her, when they talk about her mom. Pretty much. I mean, if you like, that's what I always just think of. Yeah, or you should watch my six hundred pound life. Maybe no. Quit telling. You're like the eighteenth person in my life to tell me that. No, <laughs> I'm not doing. Hey, JP, do not watch that nonsense. It yeah, is, there's I much better things to do with your time. They had a guy one time. He they were trying to make him stop eating, so he he hung a rope out of the window. And with a bucket, and the delivery guy would put fried chicken in it, and then he had money in there, and then he would pull it back up and eat it when the people thought he was eating healthy. Dude, I can't watch, I don't know how people get into that stuff. I can't watch stuff like that. I just that. saw one episode. Yeah, yeah, sure you did. <laughs> Apparently an episode that involved someone Buffalo Bill uh, food to people. Yeah, exactly. So Al uh, has a landmark it's classically, you know, a lot of memes go around the internet now, and one of them, the most famous one, is Al putting, like, the fake handgun to his head, and that happened on this episode, so... Mm. It's, it's Wait, that was his first time doing it? We haven't seen him do that before? I don't think so, because it, it stuck out to me this time around, so I don't think it did. That's the only problem with, like, shows like this, 
because you've seen memes, there's a lot of times where you just take a staple of the show and just automatically assume it's been there from the beginning. It's harder to pinpoint where it started. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the festival, the inbreds, is in full effect. And these triplets are in, insanely annoying. Like this, this hoe downs where they got the guitars and they're singing "My Only Sunshine." Like I would have a real gun to my head at that point. Well, now that we're all together, how about a hoot nanny? <laughs> no, no, wait, wait, wait! No hoot nanny. See, I forgot to put that on the list. You want my sunshine? Too late, They decide they're hungry, and the dog doesn't want to get eaten, so he he bolts upstairs. And that was the best dog visual gag. Ever. That might even top him eating the shoe. Oh, Santa's shoe? Yeah, the, yeah Santa's shoe, him eating the bone. Like, I did, that gag was hilarious. Yeah, that's that was legendary. I mean, when that happened, it makes me laugh every single time. Yo, how do you feel about, like, when the kids are coming down to say hi to everyone, like— Kelly is obviously like super cool with Otto. Bud is like really cool with Irwin. Irwin. But the fact that like the look that Bud gives Otto. Oh, it's amazing. Hey, look who's here. <laughs> Uncle Irwin. <laughs> Otto. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Bud thinks that Uncle Otto is the uncle that would touch him. <laughs> I'm just, oh, I, I'm just saying, like that look. I was just like, that is either a like ignorant stance of homophobia, or he is legit worried that he's going to be touched. Uh, yeah, creepy. Awesome. When, when when does the line happen with uh, Kelly, where she's like, "What about the kid that works at the feed store?" Oh my god. <laughs> That was the best. That was the best. That's my favorite line of this whole episode. Yeah, like they're trying to determine uh, uh, who's, you know, well, that's ahead because that's like when they're getting married or whatever. But yeah, we'll get there. We'll get, trust me. That's in the notes. So Irwin ate 1,000 French fries during his lunch because, you know, uh, the kids weren't interested in going to college anyway. So Al took everybody out to lunch. Now, the the strange thing is Kelly actually truly does not have an interest in college. She'd rather go to modeling school when she gets out of high school. But Bud actually does go to college. So hopefully it, it, it seems like Al was able to uh, to collect a, some scratch before Bud actually graduated high school. So that's good. So with that French fry joke, I was kind of upset that they didn't have a, a chug the spud joke. Uh, dude, me too. But but at the same, same time, thing. I was also like, since that place is shut down, they it could have been a true one. But they could have still been like, oh, look out. He could have gave you a run for your money. Yeah. See, that's that's the kind of – but see, that's the stuff where I'm talking about like – I don't think that these people really think about continuity. Well, that's whatsoever. not a continuity. That's just a missed opportunity. Right, because it is closed. They shouldn't be doing that. Yeah, yeah, it's just a missed opportunity for a good joke. Right. Yeah, that would have been a killer joke. Yeah. If you would have oh, been like, yeah. if somebody would have been like, look, Al, if uh, Johnny B. Gons was, Johnny B. Goods was still open, he could have gave you a run for your money in the spud chugging contest or whatever, you know? It would have been awesome. Like, if we were involved in the production, we would have probably made sure all these things were inserted. That's the first thing I thought of. Yeah, even if they would have had, like, something as small as, like, Bud going chug a spud and then Al just, like, 
looking over and glaring at him and just being yeah. like, that's retired. Or or it's been done, you know, something like that. Yeah. 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 So Al has to go to the bathroom and it ter- Peg's mother is taking a bath. Daddy's in the bathroom? Mom's up there taking a bath. <laughs> well, maybe he won't notice. <laughs> I'm blind! Very funny, Al. No, really, Peg. I saw your mother naked. And everything went black. I think my eyes were trying to protect my heart. No, I'm not going to see Hondo, Peg! Stop being a baby. It's only hysterical blindness. Happened to her doctor. It wears off eventually. You know what it made me wonder? How big is their bathtub? Mm. Like, because they said take a bath, not take a shower. And that could just be like they didn't really think about it. But to me, that means she's sitting down. Right. But I'm assuming she is standing up taking a shower. But I I, I was just like, hmm, I don't know about this. I want to let you in on a little family secret. You're the fourth triplet? (laughs) Well, Elena... Tell him what you want to do. I want to marry. Um, somebody outside the family, right? Well, in Wanker County, nobody's really outside the family. Um, well, how about that boy John who works at the feed store? Yeah. Yeah. I guess he's family. Otto has some news. Uh, it's not that he's the fourth triplet, uh, so it could be you, Jerry. We we still don't know because I'm I'm not from Wanker. I'm sorry, I'm not. <laughs> now, someone on JP's other show could be from Wanker. I think there's a strong possibility. <laughs> well, as JP mentioned, uh, Elena wants to marry, and. Uh, no one's outside the family in wanky, uh, wanky, wanker, wanker County. So uh, no one's outside the family in there. It's pretty incestuous. Uh, I guess it started off with a couple, like a big family moving there, and it just multiplied from there. Uh, and Peg is a product of it. So Kelly uh, hears this, and it, you know, it of course, raises concern, and she says, uh, "Everyone's in the family over there." So, what about John, the the guy who works in the feed store? And he goes, "Yeah, I guess he's family." And then she just holds, puts her hand like a face palm, and just walks away in shock. Mm-hmm. What would you do if you know you're on a tear when you guys? Well, JB could still do it. Me and Jerry can't do anything. Uh, but when you were now and when me and Jerry were younger, if we were on a tear with chicks, we were doing really good. We sort of got a new chick every three months or so or even less. And somehow we come to find out that uh, one of the girls we were with is related to us. So I have a funny story. Oh, God. <laughs> no, OK, OK. No, this is legit. Funny. OK, so um, in um, 11th grade. I moved back to Alabama and there was this black chick that was really hot and I was hitting on her and I didn't know her last name. When I finally found out her last name was Herring, which is my last name, 
I was like, wait a second. And then I found out that there is like, a. Does this mean I'm black? <laughs> <laughs> so, but then, but like, I was like, wait a second. And she stopped talking to me because I was just like, oh, my last name's Harry. Maybe we're related. And she just stopped talking to me. And that's the part where you say to her, you do realize you're black. I, 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 don't, I never got to talk to her again. So I never got to bring up that point or anything like that. And funny enough, this was right before winter came. So when you would drive to the school, because she lived right next to the school, their front yard had a big lit up Christmas sign that said the herrings. And I was just like, man, if I would have just waited to flirt with her closer to the winter, I might have been okay. But I never I never got that. And it's very sad. I know you thought it was going to be from Alabama, so you thought it was going to be my cousin. Though I did meet a white chick who ended up being a herring, and I never found out if she was related to me or not. Wow. We have to explore this one day. So Elena wants to marry, like I said, and <clears throat> if she marries, she ruins the family business. Like you said, Otto has an inconsistent uh, uh, explanation of monies for the family. Here's a weird thing about King Kong Bundy in this episode. Uh, Are you talking about where he's constantly, like, looking off to the side? Uh, he's, dude, he's looking at the camera. If you... Yeah. Look, look at the part. I'll play the clip so everybody knows exactly what to watch. Look at when Al it debates if he's going to offer advice or not. Al, you're a professional man and a shoe salesman. <laughs> <laughs> if anybody can solve this, you can. Solve what? Should she marry or not? Peg, I'm not touching this, and I mean that in every sense of the word. <laughs> every time I get involved in one of your family's problems, I always end up missing a good movie and getting called an idiot. Well, not this time, Al. They need you. Look at their faces. <laughs> All right, I'll help, but I'm not looking at him. <laughs> Elena, did you actually find someone willing to marry you? Yes. Uh, and you have my blessing, and he has my pity. Do it. God, you're an idiot. King Kong Bunny does this strange thing where he just repeatedly looks right into the camera over and over and over again when he's supposed to be acting and in the moment. Yeah. Then he goes around the other side of them and looks somewhere and then looks at the ca glances at the camera again. And I'm like... Yeah. Well, you got to keep in mind, he's not professional. Al, to him, Al is a professional man. He's a shoe salesman. <laughs> well, he's not a professional actor. I mean, you could consider wrestling acting, but uh, I guess. But, yeah, it is just odd. So make sure you you check out the scene that uh, of the clip I played. Uh, and look how weird that is. So the, the highlight of the episode, although I love... This crazy family. I mean, it's a classic episode. It's the season finale. And we, of course, as we review it, that will be taken into account because the first season just bombed with their season finale. I mean, or or was it that we didn't like the opener season two? I don't know. Like, uh, no, we just felt like that episode shouldn't have been the season finale. It should have been like 16 and um, 16 years or another one. It just the season finale for season one just wasn't strong. No, it, it wasn't it like Johnny be gone. Um, I think, I so. think so. Yeah, they Stephen Marcy is the highlight of this episode. I mean, this is timing. This is gold writing. This is just how something is supposed to be done. So 
Steve and Marcy are trying to have a romantic night, <clears throat> which is pretty hot because it starts off downstairs on the couch. And I guess once they get into it and Marcy does her thing and whatever, they they head upstairs to bed. Well, no, they never head upstairs. Well, well they normally do. Yeah, they normally would. He's like, we're like one kiss away from this being a sexual... Earth-shattering sex. Yeah, yeah earth-shattering sex. I never had earth-shattering sex. I mean, uh, it, or maybe I do, and I just take it for granted. No, no one's had it because the earth's still here. Oh, Alex right. Duh. Yeah. I love these perfect times together. The wine is chilled, the candles are lit, and we are a kiss away from magnificent earth-shattering sex. <laughs> Ignore it. Whoever it is will go away. Hey, you guys, open up. <laughs> this is a test of wills. I am not answering the door to that man. Hmm. As this scene started, it, it, it occurred to me, did, did you guys ever, did you guys think about this? Like, why don't they use this set more often? Like, it costs a lot of money to have sets and stuff. Why have a set that you use, like, once or twice a year? You know, that's a good point. And I'm actually thinking about the last time they used that set. Do you notice they almost only ever use the camera angle from the front? They never, like, even with um, uh, the Bundy house, you at least get some side shots, some kitchen shots. But they only ever show the, the living room and pretty much looking straight forward. They might do close-ins of, like, them it's on the stairs, but it's always the only thing that's built. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's why they don't use it a lot. But I'm with you. They need to use this set a lot. But they need to do it before Steve leaves because once Steve leaves, I won't care about this set. Oh, dude, Jefferson is awesome. You'll like him. Trust me. No. It'll be tough. I understand. I was – um. I love Steve episodes more than Jefferson episodes, but I do love Jefferson. <laughs> oh, man, what a date. Uh, give me a beer, will you, Marcy? Al, we're trying to have a little romantic thing here. Well, go ahead. Don't worry about me. Marcy, you got any tuna fish in there? <laughs> I was about to take her upstairs and you interrupted. <laughs> then you owe me one. <laughs> uh, you got any pretzels? <laughs> you might have been wondering why my house is tilting. Pig's <laughs> relatives are in town. Six of them. Well, 12, counting her mother. We're out of pretzels, Al. How about some lime? <laughs> no, thanks. Nah, I was just getting ready for a great weekend. Did you ever just want to be alone? <laughs> well, you know where I'm coming from. See, all I want to do is sit down, watch Hondo in peace. Well, what were you guys thinking with the call back to episode one where Steve just goes hog wild on Marcy's mother? Did you ever try to watch something and have a bunch of in-laws drive you crazy? Uh, no, Al, that's where I'm lucky. Marcy's family is just a blessing. Of course, her mother does leave little wadded-up bits of Kleenex around wherever she goes because of that one runny eye she has, but uh, that's not her fault. <laughs> what is her fault is she's too cheap to go to a doctor and get it fixed. <laughs> no, she comes over here and complains incessantly about it while we try to eat, as if looking at it doesn't tell the whole story. That's enough, dear. You know, she'll only eat eggs. 
We could have a turkey dinner set out. Know what she does? She looks at it with a runny eye and says, what? No eggs? <laughs> Everybody hates her. Honey? <laughs> God, she makes my skin crawl. <laughs> Oh, that was hilarious. Talking about the, the dripping, the running eye. And she only eats eggs. We'll have a turkey dinner and she wants eggs. Where's the eggs? <laughs> Which led to, to the, one of the best jokes ever. You know why you have such chicken legs, Marcy? It's because your mother eats all those eggs. Now, do you guys hate your mother-in-laws? Well, I guess, Jerry, you can answer that. No, no, I've got, uh, I, I, like, I don't hate my mother-in-law at all. I like my mother-in-law. Yeah, she's fine. I got no issues. You? Um, <laughs> I have to be very careful how I answer this. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, in the beginning, she was, like, an insane pain in the ass. Like, she would have this advice that I didn't ask for, and <laughs> she, she... Anything you said, like if you had an issue with, like if I had issues with my parents and then for some reason it was brought up to them or whatever, she would like to the death always take the side of my parents as if the the, the kid of the parents could never be right. And the parents have this almighty wisdom where everything they think is right, everything they do is the right to, and you're wrong. How dare you question it? Like she has that weird old school parenting mentality. And that just infuriated me. Like I just got up and walked out of the house from uh, on Christmas morning one time because uh, she did this. And and I don't fight with them or nothing. I just like I was like, hmm. Well, I'd really I don't really care to talk about this anymore. And I'll just get up and like walk out of the room. So uh, yeah, it it was bad. But um, as I've I, I suppose proven myself or something like I'm not trying to, but they just observe things in my life. And I think they see that I, although I'm like not normal in, in the ways of like a regular person, I think they see I am together enough that they don't have to worry about anything. So they just kind of leave me alone. And I took their daughter out of the house or they're good. Yeah, maybe they're just upset that you're not actually on the cast of the Jersey Shore. I would never fit in. I'd fit in with Mary with Children before Jersey Shore, believe me. So when's our Jersey Shore podcast starting? Uh, as soon as this is uh, five years. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, that's a legendary. That whole scene in, with Steve and Marcy is amazing. So well, Hold on. What award do you think um, Steve's dad supposedly gave information to the enemy? Because Marcy, because Steve comes up saying, well, at least I have a father, which, wow, that is, that's cutting deep, yeah. Steve. That's, that's a little hardcore. And Marcy's reply is, well, at least mine never sold secrets to the enemy during the war. And he's like, that was never proven. I'm like, damn, which war? Cold War? Yeah, that's what I was thinking, too. Which war? <laughs> World War II? What are we talking about? Well, here? just go back 50 years or so, or 30 years. He had to have Steve when he was 30. So go back. To when he could have been 20 or whatever, you know, and just do the math. Uh, I guess it would have to be Cold War because Vietnam and such is, is late 60s, 70s. So before that would be Cold War, before that would be World War II. And Cold War and Cold War is where you had more people. To sell to. Yeah, it was an information war. Right. So that's that's obviously it's the gotta answer. It's got to be that. Right. So we don't have to address it in season two wrap-up show. So the tr one of the triplets ran away. Which, you know, nobody could care less about. 
that is definitely a, a weird <laughs> plot point that I could care less. Like it just it didn't mean anything. I guess it's a plot device to get Al out of the house and to say, "Do not touch the TV." I'm recording Hondo. That's the big, and I, I would like to watch Hondo. I mean, this is not the first time Al talks about this and this whole like shame, shame, come back, shame, or, or or Shane, whatever his name is. Shane, Shane's a different movie, by the way. The movie he's talking about in the first. Wait, so did was he wrong or am I wrong just now? You're wrong. Uh, there's he references two movies. Oh, okay. The first one he's talking about that he missed the last oh, time right. is a completely different movie. It's it's another. It is a western. It is another western. But right. Honda, but Honda is a a completely different western. Honda is a 1953, 1953 Warner Color 3D western. Really, and starring John Wayne. Starring John Wayne. Okay, and just a, a little inside. Ed O'Neill is actually a huge fan of of this stuff like that this is not you know they probably asked him like what do you what are you into this and that and they thought it was funny enough that they actually made it a part of his al bundy character so he's it's actually in 3d that's crazy yeah yeah directed by john farrow and it's starring uh geraldine page ward bond michael pat james arness uh, a couple of famous people, and of course, uh, like we said, John Wayne. His name is Hondo Lane in the movie, and it, it you know, it's I guess it's pretty respected. And what's the one? Shame, shame, shame. Also came out in 1953, but it doesn't have it doesn't have like John Wayne in it, so it's not as well known. Is it in 3D? <laughs> I, I don't think so. I think it was a much lower budget movie. <laughs> yeah, it's directed by George Stevens, starring Alan Ladd, Gene Arthur, Van Heflin, Brandon DeWilde, and Jack Palance, which who we know who that is, Jack Palance. Uh, yeah, so they're they're pretty relevant movies, I guess. I'll I'll probably watch them eventually, just to say I did. Hondo, Hondo is actually pretty good. Yeah. If you if you like westerns, because westerns are kind of like some people don't like mafia movies, some people don't like westerns. Right. So it depends. Yeah, mafia. Like, uh, shout out to our buddy Don, a listener of this show. He just started a new horror podcast called Horror Mafia, and uh, they're off to a great start. So check out that show. Really good stuff. Good guys. <laughs> It's time for no man to take a little break in the Jiggly Room. I'm the DJ, and I'm going to play a little bit of music that was on this week's episode of Marry With Children. Docs. It was just luck. We were all trying to sign up for the Merchant Marine. <laughs> now, did I miss Hondo? Because that's the only reason I came home. It taped. <laughs> I get to watch Hondo. What about my problem? Your lives are meaningless compared to Hondo. <laughs> 
No, I want silence. Not a whinny, not a moo, not a peep. It's hondo time. Welcome to John Wayne Weekend. We proudly present his film, Hondo. Like I said, the triplet ran away. Al has to go. And while he's doing this, Hondo is supposed to be getting recorded on his VCR. He comes back. Turns out he found her. Al goes to watch Hondo that he recorded. He's so happy. Yes, it taped and this and that. I don't know about this. Al's going to be mad. Oh, who cares about him? This tape is for Peggy. Besides, we'll be long gone before he sees it. Now, don't forget to hide that tape so that buffoon doesn't find it. That's insulting. What do you think I'm going to do? Just leave it in the machine? You are so beautiful to me. You didn't hide it, did you? But here's the thing. This doesn't make any sense. And I think, here's my theory, which I always thought. And now, of course, I know better. But I still think that this is what they're implying here. I almost think that they want us to believe that they recorded that with the VCR. The, this video of the two of them. As if they somehow did that. Like, no, you need a video camera. Like, there's no way. Yeah, that, that's how I took it, too. Like, the VCR was capable of, right. of doing that. Wow, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, because keep in mind, like, two episodes ago, Steve, I think it was two episodes, two or three episodes ago, Steve talked about getting uh, a super VHS with his $500, which is a which is a camcorder that uses VHS tapes. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, but you're right because when they're filming, they go, "What do you think I'm gonna do? Leave it in the VCR? Why would you even put it in the VCR unless you?" Right. The explanation is they put it in there to watch it to make sure everything was good, and then they forgot to take it out. I don't know, but I I don't that think is that... atrocious is what. Yeah, it is. <laughs> that's 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 obviously something where it go where where you can either go that's really bad writing or for the visual gag you have to have it. Yeah, but I think that's what's happening here, and that is Ugh. bizarre. Yeah. yeah. Oh, there's a there was a little fact that you did mention this, and I I I was reading it, so I figured I would clear the air on it. Um, basically, you're right. The, the Hondo does get mentioned again, uh, and it's in 1994. Uh, an episode titled "Assault and Batteries" has a subplot in which Al is desperate not to miss a television airing of Hondo. Because he explains it's the best John Wayne movie and it only airs every once every 17 years. Ooh, so that's inconsistent because he watched it clearly <laughs> less than 17 years ago. Yeah. Wow, that's weird. Yeah, but just going on the last episode, I'm okay with that because it's multiple seasons away. So as long as, as, long as it's not in the same season, then I don't mind. Yeah, it has enough distance. Yeah. Yeah, you need distance with your mistakes. I feel like we all need to watch Hondo now. I, I would like to. I really would. It would be funny. Imagine if we reviewed Hondo for like some in-between episode one week. <laughs> bonus. bonus. Yeah, like a bonus episode. <laughs> Listen, yeah. my pap absolutely loves Westerns and, and he's probably seen Hondo a thousand times. So <laughs> I wonder if it's that good. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of curious on Hondo now. I gotta I've seen it because I saw it with my grandfather, but that was like at least like. 10 to 13 years ago and i re but i remember it being good hmm. then we have to do it so <laughs> so al is fed up at this point 
and he tells them all to move close together as if he's going to take some kind of family photo. But he sends the kids and, and Peg upstairs and they they're all, you know, Peg even goes upstairs and and. Of course, now we have to dis- dismiss logic at all with with her actions and saying, why? What are you doing, Al? Instead of questioning it, she just goes upstairs. But we find out that that really is irrelevant because, well, within a minute, I guess. Uh, so he gets them all together, goes in the closet, pulls out the shotgun from the mouse episode and says, Everybody sit down because I'm taking charge now. Pig, kids, go upstairs. Because I'm solving everybody's problems now. Everybody move close together and say Swiss cheese. And he's going to blow this family away. And you never even see their reaction, which I don't know if I was let down about or I just sort of wish I I saw them running or do something or be worried. But they just kind of stay on Al. And then the camera, like, gets blurry or whatever. And then it's Al's face. And he's, like, daydreaming. And then they're still in the middle of the conversation in the beginning of the episode where she cooked the fake breakfast to, to win him over. Al? <laughs> Honey, you're sweating and, and you haven't answered me yet. Is it okay if my family comes for a visit? Once again, I guess, she says, it doesn't matter. They, they already, they're on their way or whatever. And then it ends with uh, the classic awesome scene of King Kong Bunny putting his head through the front door. Well, it doesn't really matter what you say. Besides, how bad can it be? (laughs) Didn't Bud ask him, like, are we going to see if you could put your head through the front door again? He goes, if you're good. No, not the front door. It's the TV no, he said and then the TV salad bar. And the salad bar. Oh, okay. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, by the way, guys, if which you want, was funny. I like that. If you, if you want Hondo 90 on Amazon or the Blu-ray is seven ninety nine. Is it? Yep. Maybe I'll get it. I think I'm going to get it. Are we get, Are we actually watching this? Are we doing this? Uh, I mean, I feel like <laughs> he really wants to. No Ma'am will be right back to wrap up this week's review. Be sure to join their Facebook group page for all the podcast news and updates. Just type in www.facebook.com slash groups slash Married with Children podcast. Be sure to subscribe to them on iTunes and please leave a review telling them what you think of the show. To subscribe to their YouTube channel, just go to channels and search up Married with Children podcast. You can email them at marriedwchildrenpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for checking out this review. Now the guys are going to give their final thoughts and ratings of this week's episode. Wow, guys. I, I still can't get over it. I know I've said it a couple times, but it just baffles me. We just started this show, and we are at the end of season two. That is amazing. We're flying through. I just want to... Thank both of you because we're doing a great job of staying on top of this. You know, it's very hard to release a weekly podcast. It is very. I thought you were talking about Kelly. <laughs> uh, well, that I think we could start talking about her. Actually, this is a celebratory moment because I think after we get done with our season two wrap up show, um, I think we could say whatever we want. I'll double check for you guys, but I think <laughs> it's on. It's on the table again. So she's going to be on the table. All right. Yeah. According to Bud, she'll be dancing on a table at an airport. 
So, uh, yeah, we, we're, we're doing good, going strong. Our, uh, you know, our downloads are building. So thanks guys. Keep getting the word out about our show. Uh, we're going to keep going. It's, it's just getting better and better in my opinion. It's, uh, I mean, from my experience anyway, I'm, I'm having a better time every time we do it. And I think we're getting more in depth, which I like, uh, instead of just giving like a straight commentary, I think we're actually uncovering some things here. So, uh, now it's time to rate All in the Family, the season finale. Please keep that in mind. Uh, how do you rate this episode, Justin? How many taped-over VHSs of Hondo are you giving All in the Family out of five? I thought this episode had its moments. Uh, I like that. I love the joke, the in- incest joke with Kelly. Like that. That's like a highlight of the season for me, <laughs> just because like it was just so. It's just you know that. That's really just something else to make that joke. Um, I like the reoccurring, like, King Kong Bundy, like, putting his head through stuff. If you're good. (laughs) Isn't that what an uncle would say, you know? (laughs) But just bizarre because it's what he's talking about. The Rhodes stuff is good. I did not care about the triplets at all. Mm -mm. They were, like, just throwaway characters. I like the mention of the mom and stuff like that. Um, but overall, like, I, I don't know, man, I, like, I, I just expect more out of like a season final, I guess. And knowing that these characters never return is a little disheartening and it feels more um, filler than anything, which is sad because it's it's so it should be a historic moment. But since this moment really doesn't matter, then it, it kind of loses its value a little bit. And that's coming from somebody who knows the future like obviously if this aired and i watched it for the first time that shouldn't affect the rating um so it shouldn't hear either um <clears throat> but i just thought i would mention it um i'm gonna come in at three and a half uh taped, taped over, over vhs's of hondo <laughs> <laughs> uh that's a good rating considering everything you said um but i'll get when i talk i'll so, Jerry, how many taped over VHSs of Hondo out of five are you giving All in the Family? Uh, I'm actually at 3.5 also. While I find the funny I, – I find the episode funny. I do think they go a little bit over the top of the family. But I loved Stephen Marcy's bit so much. Like, that was really good. I think all in all, this episode has, has like, really high creativity. But – there's also points that I don't like, like the twin, uh, the triplets. Um, so I don't know. I, I feel like I could be, I'm on the fence whether I would go back and watch the show, whether I would. And I guess if it's on, I wouldn't turn it and change it to another episode. But if I'm going back to season two, I don't see myself going back to like this episode. So three, 3.5 taped over Hondo VHS tapes. Okay. Well, uh, I I love this episode. I think it's really cool. Uh, I love all the mystique you add to Peg's mother again. She sleeps in three beds. Triplets sleep in one. She gets brought in a horse trailer. It's just amazing. I love King Kong Bundy as a wrestler. I'm actually a big fan of him. And uh, I have a lot of his old tapes and stuff like that. And I transferred him to DVD. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty big into him and Big John Studd and Andre and Hogan. So that's, like, kind of my thing. Uh, I, I don't like Otto, but I respect or I appreciate, uh, what he brought to the, and now even knowing what he did, like the guy had to literally memorize his lines in, uh, which I don't think it's that hard. Actually, they don't, they don't have too many. I'm sure it wasn't a big, uh, undertaking, but 
he 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 found the character like pretty quickly and he's like i said he's the most lived in looking guy although i love bundy i i don't exactly believe in his character all that much i feel like it's a guy trying to act so i'm not exactly buying that the triplets feel lived in i believe in them but i don't care about them like they're as I could care less the same way I don't I don't care about uh Homer Simpson's father on the Simpsons. Like anytime he starts talking, I just zone out. And that's how I kind of feel about these triplets. There were some cool bits, a thousand French fries, head through the door, we go, we'll see, you know, like Justin said, things like that. The highlight obviously is to me, again, Steve and Marcy's house. That is just comedy gold and like great timing on everybody's part. Everybody was just shining in that whole entire, that whole segment. And Steve and Marcy had a perfect role. You know, it's the perfect thing. They're not going to be in this episode. So Al escapes and then he's at there and it just paid off in, in spades. I didn't care about the whole plot of this triplets leaving and stuff like that, coming back, finding him at the docks or whatever, whatever. And, you know, it is, it's interesting to think that this whole thing is a dream. I don't even know what to make of that. I'm not sure how I feel about that. Like, so what are you telling me? Like, none of this happened? Is it worse in real life? When he, you know, he obviously they come through the front door, which is, I guess, something we should appreciate. So, but in real life, he puts his head through the door to say hello. So how much Oh, more crazy is the actual experience of them being there. And man, I wish I could have seen that. So maybe I do wish we saw them again, but I can't base this rating off of that. Cause as far as what I watched and enjoyed, that's how I'm basing it. So with all that together, I give it a four out of five. I really like it. Uh, always have find nothing wrong with it as a season finale. Um, I could see it being a season finale. I suppose it's a, it's a pretty, it's a pretty big event. Like, we're seeing Peg's entire family virtually, you know? I mean, except for her father, which we'll see down the line. That's a big thing. So, yeah, I could see this being that. But I I think the game show episode probably is grander to me. So that probably should have been the season finale. But this is okay. So I have not, I don't have a major issue with it. So uh, the next show, guys, is not an episode. Anybody who's a regular listener of us knows that at the end of every season, we do a season wrap-up show where we kind of tie up loose ends, some things we missed that we realized later, and that's why our Facebook page is so important. Join the Facebook group page because we'll do an episode and you guys will say, hey, you know what? You didn't know this. You guys didn't mention this, but guess what? Blah, blah. And it's all interesting stuff that we could then bring up on the wrap-up show. So that's important. So you guys got to give us information and we could address it. And that way, nothing, no, no stone is unturned. That's how this should go. What do you guys think? What Are you, are you excited for the next show, the wrap-up show? How do you feel? Uh... I, I'm more excited to get into season three. Like the wrap-up show is good because we get to, you know, kind of talk about our favorite moments for each characters and our top three favorite episodes and our top two worst episodes hottest chick um hottest chick sex points sex points which not a lot of sex points here in fact i think half of our sex points came from the last episode there were four <laughs> sex points in that last episode right um so they kind of they kind of dropped that a little bit and i think it's because they started exploring other avenues but i'm interested to see what y'all's top favorite episodes are and least favorite episodes and what about you justin how do you feel about uh are you excited to sort of like put a cap on this season like not only do i love 
you know, finishing a season because it shows like you get to look back at all the work you, that you did and things like that. But it also like refreshes your memory that like, wow, like we're actually doing this. You know what I mean? We're going through it and it, it kind of it, it feels good to finish a season, you know, that because, that, you know, that's a lot of recording. That's a lot of prep time and, and hell for Alex. It's a lot of editing, which is just production. Yeah. Uh, so much so much more work than me and jerry have to do um but that you know then i'm like okay so next the next time we record it'll be an easy thing but then it's really not like because i always forget i forget stuff and i don't take notes like you guys do so like like to me it's even like more work than like a regular episode is to try to remember everything (laughs) but on the surface it looks like oh this is where we come and hang out and don't have to do anything except (laughs) talk but really it's actually more preparation oh yeah in a way yeah i get what you mean though it's more laid back it's more relaxed atmosphere but yeah we still have a job to do you know this is uh you know this is no ma'am and we are the entertainment department so uh we have to uh provide something here we're not asking you to like uh sit here and download and listen to us you know uh dick around thumbs yeah (laughs) no but uh yeah we we do strive to provide you with some content so uh, yeah, guys, tune in for that next week. It's weekly, just like everything else. So uh, next week, season two wrap-up show. And after that, we kick off season three. 